Welcome back, everyone, to a uh, ultra special episode of Down for the Count. Even though it's not really one of those special episodes you want to do, I'm Alexis. With me tonight, I have Tiff, and we have a very special guest tonight. One of the close friends of ours to the show. I've been on his show plenty of times, and now he's finally able to be with us. From Kings of the Ring podcast, we have the one and only King Ricky Rose. How you doing tonight, Ricky? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Um, I I, I appreciate you guys uh, finally having me on the show. I'm I'm glad to be here. We're on, I'm unfortunately here on very unfortunate circumstances uh, due to the news that did break out uh, earlier today. Uh, however, um, we're gonna try to make sense of the senseless things that have that have come to light. Uh, so thank you for having me, and it's it's a pleasure to be here finally. Before we get started to the nitty gritty of everything, I'm going to put a warning out here. Tonight's episode, we are going to be dealing with a very heavy topic. We're going to be talking about sexual abuse, sexual manipulation, sex trafficking, human trafficking, Vince McMahon being an all-around perv. This is not going to be a light episode. There may be some times we have to cut a little laugh here and there because it's some heavy shit, man. And... <laughs> But um, if you guys are not comfortable with this kind of information, Twitter is your friend. You can, you know, edit what you want to see there. But again, if any of that stuff is your trigger warning or you just don't want to hear it, don't listen to it. And we'll do a Cliff Notes episode or Cliff Notes of it on Twitter. Um, but Ricky, um, You want to start us off by why we asked you and you wanted to work with us on this specific episode today, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, and in, in real life, not in the IWC and not, uh, not, not around the keyboards in real life, I have, uh, a master's in mental health with a, uh, bachelor's of science, uh, in psych in psychology. I've been working in the mental health field with several nonprofit organizations for almost excuse me 10 years now uh so on top of that i'm an avid wrestling fan obviously i i have my own wrestling podcast and i i like to use my degrees in psychology and mental health to kind of uh bring a little bit of a different a different eye to the artwork that is pro wrestling and sports uh entertainment um unfortunately uh in in the mental health world i deal with a lot of deviant behaviors and behaviors uh, that are outside of a norm and, and abusive behaviors, sometimes behaviors of a uh, of a sexual perversion uh, from time to time. And uh, unfortunately, uh, during tonight's episode, this is one of the times where the more deviant parts of, of mental health and, um, and pro wrestling have unfortunately collided. It has come out earlier uh, this, uh, this morning via the Wall Street Journal that a lawsuit was filed in Connecticut uh, federal courts in Connecticut uh, by a former WWE employee. Uh, her name, I believe, is Janelle Grant. You may have heard that name before because Janelle was somebody who was connected to WWE's board of directors doing um, an investigation into Vince using funds towards an NDA uh, when Vince was the head of WWE before WWE was sold in and of itself. Um so Ms. Grant uh, filed a lawsuit today, January 25th, 2024, um, alleging years of sexual abuse, 
uh, sexual assault, uh, sex trafficking on behalf of Vince McMahon, WWE, and John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace uh, himself, who also was somebody who was being investigated prior uh, with um, with WWE's board of directors at the time before the sale happened to TKO. Currently, as you know, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the chairman of the board of TKO Group Holdings, the same uh, board of directors that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was officially named to uh, several days ago, about two days ago uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, detailed in um, in this lawsuit by Miss Grant, and I'll try to be as concise as possible with the timeline of events. It, it starts out, because I did read it, so uh, bear with me. So it starts out where Janelle Grant was living in Vince's uh, housing complex. Vince has a penthouse in a duplex uh, somewhere in Connecticut, and Janelle was also living in this complex as well. She was a caretaker for her parents for a very, very long time, but her parents passed away. It's around 2019, before the pandemic or the panorama, the panini, whichever way you want to call it. Uh, at that time, she was struggling to get back on her feet after being pretty much a lifelong caretaker for her parents. She seeks out the help of one of the building managers or residence manager um, to see if she can find some employment. Uh, residence manager, who I guess was friends with Mr. McMahon, uh, seeks out the help of Vince. Vince says he'll do it. You know, um, and he's and he's very enthusiastic about helping out Miss Grant. So they have an initial meeting, <clears throat> um, and this is where the this is where the behaviors begin. Uh, she obviously details Vince what she's been going through. Vince then uses um, his own history of sec of of troubled past of his childhood as well. Uh, to his advantage, to create a sort of a common uh, trauma bond, actually, uh, with this woman to be like, hey, I kind of know what you're going through, or I've had a tumultuous uh, past as well, even though the death of her parents doesn't equate to some of the things in Vince McMahon's past, which is alleged incestual uh, sexual assault by his own mother. As well. But he he talks about his troubled relationship. He then talks about how he really wants to help her out. Um, he starts showering her with gifts. This is a very uh, rapid behavior. Sometimes rapid romance uh, is sometimes a term that is used as very rapid behavior. Starts showering her with gifts, gives her a VIP experience to WrestleMania, uh, Belmont Stakes uh, tickets. I can't even get Belmont Stakes tickets, and I freaking live in New York. Um, all of this stuff. He's using his power and its influence to his advantage. Um, before she even steps foot on WWE's uh, offices at all, Vince is trying to force her into performing several sexual acts. She is reluctant to do so, but yet she does it, fearing that fearing Vince's power and control over her. Um, she then gets the job at WWE around 2019. A position is created for her, uh, for for her to get a job in WWE. So essentially the position means nothing in WWE. This is a way of Vince pretty much kind of knowing where she's at and having access to her whenever he wants, you know, on top of that, Vince was always asking for um, explicit photos of her. Uh, he was texting her weird stuff. And she even details in the beginning parts of this, of this relationship is that when she got the job, Vince would 
message her during work or call her during work with sexually explicit things and also reminding her that, hey, I still have power and control over you. And so you have to do what I say. I am I'm summarizing um, pretty much, but he's saying I have power control of you. This is, you know, I can I can end your life whenever. And so this is him essentially reinforcing what he can do to her if she decides to go rogue. He's pretty much making her a prisoner um, at this point in time. The sexual acts continue, the gifts continue. One of the things he also, Vince McMahon uses as well, is that he admits via this lawsuit that him and his wife, Linda McMahon, have been separated um, at the time. And he is a very, very lonely man. Uh, is one of the things that he uses. And he and he likes to be really physical and he likes to hug and things like that. So he's trying to downplay some of his abusive behavior without saying, oh, I'm lonely. He's trying to play the victim. This is a narcissism tactic as well um, for people with narcissistic personality disorder. Um, as the relationship uh, continues, Vince starts to become more violent uh, and more aggressive. He begins to share explicit photos of her with other people within WWE. Uh, they are unnamed people, a couple of them high-ranking officials, within WWE uh, also unnamed. Um, this is where things start getting rough, so please, you know, caution yourself. Uh, he starts to force her to engage in uh, sexual, sexual favors and sexual acts with multiple people at the time, Vince included, um, at Vince's condo. Um, there is a pretty damning incident where it is alleged that during this threesome uh vince actually all right vince defecated on her head oh uh, yeah vince defecated on her head and then him and the other person whoever was involved continued to have sex with her while she had feces on in her head um these acts continued uh, to the point where, you know, um, Vince openly started saying that he was sharing the photos um, with other people within the organization, saying that she would do anything. She loves all of this stuff. Uh, it gets even more vulgar. Vince would forcibly use sexual toys on this woman, on Miss Grant, um, and would name them after WWE performers based on the color of the sexual toy. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Um, eventually, a lot of her position, she was first working for WWE's legal uh, department, which she was pretty much doing now, but her, then, her position then changes to under talent relations under one John Laurinaitis, um, to which as... Uh, as part of that deal, John Laurinaitis then became a participant in the acts with Vince McMahon at one point or several times um, having sex within WWE's headquarters with Vince and Mr. Laurinaitis. Mr. Laurinaitis would ask for sexual favors from this woman uh, almost every day that she turned and came into work. He called it her giving him breakfast, uh, per se. Um, she... Again, always there's it's detailed a lot of the times in this document that uh, she wanted to always try to get out or she wanted to consent to stuff. There are multiple times yes. where 
where she said, you know, um, you guys need to have protection or wear protection when you penetrate me. But Vince would always say, no, 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 I'm clean or he's clean. Um, this led her to a lot of psychological effect where she would start to have panic attacks during work. Uh, PTSD, obviously, from the use of the sexual toys, forcefully, a lot of bleeding, um, a lot of bruises and pain. Vince then also using his power and control over her and the perceived power control uh, that he wielded onto her and her feeling that she was trapped. He even started to say, like, you can't use these doctors. Use the doctors that I say you can use and I will pay for everything. You know, and these doctors are pretty much yes men to Vince's bidding. Um, these actual these sexual acts obviously continued in great detail. It's alleged that a lot of people within the agency or within WWE, sorry, not the agency, within WWE were aware of it. Uh, it mentions that Vince has people he calls as insiders or people who like worship him or within his inner circle that were okay with some of the acts or well aware of some of the acts and obviously did nothing to stop these acts, including the doctors that Vince pretty much forced her. Uh, to see again this is another example of using power control saying if you do not do this this is what will happen to you kind of like verbal threats it goes on to state that as um around 2021 there was or there was a prominent wwe superstar who is also a former ufc champion who wwe was looking to re-sign around SummerSlam of 2021, which took place at in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. As part of the negotiations, Vince offered Miss Grant to this superstar. The superstar, unfortunately, was not able to... Sorry, what was that, Alexis? Oh, no, that was Tim. I think we all know. Yeah, the I, I, I'm leading to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just listening. It might have been my core. I'm scratching against the computer. I apologize. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so the super, uh, so the they had a meeting in like New York, and the superstar was supposed to show up to this woman's place to perform the acts as as told by Vince McMahon as part of the contract negotiations. However, this this performer was too intoxicated and was sent back to the plane to go home, wherever he lives. Later on, obviously, we know this person ended 2021 SummerSlam uh, as a surprise reveal uh, as being Mr. Brock Lesnar. This still continued after uh, Mr. Lesnar was uh, signed under contract for WWE that he would that Miss Grant would be available to Brock whenever he wanted to fulfill any of Brock's fantasies, ones that included urination as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Around 2022, 20 around 2022, uh, it Vince uh talked to or contacted Miss Grant again uh after abruptly you know ceasing communication earlier earlier on in that year. And then he said that his wife that he is separated from, Linda McMahon, found out and she was going to find out about the affair and she was going to expose him and divorce him, so on and so forth. And he then started saying, hey, we have to end this, but you cannot tell anybody about this. Please sign this NDA. Uh, some things to be aware of in the lawsuit about this NDA was that she decided to obviously get her own lawyer, which was recommended by Vince's doctor, but Vince had a 
approved that she go see. Okay, because Vince was paying for all of this stuff. Uh, Vince, when the lawyer started getting questions about this NDA and how things were filed or not filed within this NDA, um, Vince then started to gaslight and um, it's not even like a bit word. It's what he did. He gaslit. Uh, Miss Grant saying that you cannot trust your lawyer. He does not know what's best. I know what's best. You need to sign this right away. So eight days after this NDA was kind of created, she was forced to sign. She then had to go see Vince to go over particulars after she had obviously left the WWE agency uh, to his residence and then um, to go over business stuff, which he thought was, that was what it was going to be. Uh, but then Mr. McMahon then again very forcefully uh, performed sexual acts on her one more time and um to the point where she was and i'm summarizing here she was essentially um convulsing on the floor jesus um, christ yeah there were other situations where vince talked about he or it's alleged that vince talked about i want to say alleged is still in the locks and i want to kind of um kind of put that out there but it's also less that vince would pretend that he was other wwe superstars and would become very very physically rough with her he had it was alleged that he had a fantasy that he wanted to sleep with her with other wwe superstars uh within within the vicinity or watch other wwe superstars uh have sex with miss grant um Ever since, obviously, she left, uh, there was an agreement within the NDA that Vince would pay her so somewhat about uh, $3 million and then $10,000 to pay for the lawyer fees as part of the NDA. Uh, Vince apparently only paid about $1 million of that and, the, um, and never continued any other payments. And pretty much besides the obvious sexual assault and trafficking and coercion and abuse, um, Fact of matters that Vincent didn't live up to his part of the NDA. Uh, it was also her name was also leaked in a prior investigation by WWE's board of directors at the time, and that is has is what has led to today's filing uh, from Miss Grant against Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and the WWE organization as a whole, which is something very important that you have to remember. And that is pretty much essentially the cliff notes of what. It, of what was uh detailed in that lawsuit okay um uh everybody just uh take a deep deep breath just... okay so a lot of the questions that i have been bombarded with or more specifically statements were geared toward the sex trafficking um they don't believe that that's sex trafficking. The reality is, no matter how minimal it may seem to you, it is a form of sex trafficking. It, he is essentially pimping her out to other people, whether for favors or just for gratification, he is doing that. And that is what sex trafficking is. It's, it's an exchange. So... I, I, the only way I can get people to understand it is because obviously the way I'm explaining it, it's not working. And Ricky has the credentials to be able to explain it. So that is, I guess, it's more palatable for people to digest it. 
You know what I mean? I mean, you said everything correctly. Sex trafficking, even though it unfortunately sometimes popularized in movies as some sort of international thing that occurs where women are being transferred from place to place or an Epstein Island, uh, per se, that is not always the case. Like you said, trafficking means they are offering somebody over for favors or for sexual gratification for someone else, and that person who is getting essentially used is non-consensual to these things or forced to do these things because of fear of retaliation from the person who's essentially her pimp. That's yeah. sex trafficking. And yeah. also, it is sex trafficking because it's different from being somebody who would be known as a streetwalker because um, they're not getting... The, the person who's you know essentially getting used and abused is not getting any money for this. This isn't a consensual act. She is essentially the slave of somebody else. Yeah. Um, sorry to jump By the way, Nicole's um, here. I didn't, hello, I Nicole. To. Nice to meet you. Hi, um, Nicole's hi here. nice to meet you. Sorry, I've had a lot of work stuff today. Um, so another great, I don't want to say great example, as it might not have been the best wording. Um, another instances of sex trafficking that I think people get so immersed and they're thinking of like the movie like Taken and like other things of within that nature and I think a really great examples because I watch a lot of cult docs um a lot I think a great example is when you read like what was this church I think it was like not Mennonite, but something of like the sex, like the Mormon, like Mormonism. And like when you get into the sex of sects of the, those religions and how basically like the women within those within those religions don't have any rights. And a lot of what they do with them and they take them to like go marry them off, quote unquote, with all these like different families and like having them go do all this like charity worker have the guys of that they're working in these offices or whatever to help out and like do different things for their church when they're literally getting sexually assaulted that is sex trafficking because they are essentially getting used and bombarded and do whatever to appease something and then whether it's mo like monetary that they're getting from these women or some type of trade or whatnot that is still considered sex trafficking and i think people don't are just look at the surface level of like what that word is instead of all of that it actually encompasses yes you're absolutely correct there are, there are many examples that don't require international borders for somebody to get trafficked all right now that that part is clear um what what I really wanted to clear up specifically was Vince himself. So when I when asked about why he would do this, what would be his reason? Everybody, most people would say, or what I've heard, can't say what everybody would say. I can only tell you what I've heard is, oh well, he has money. He has a wife. He doesn't need to force anybody into doing this. So she's got to be lying. That's one of the first things I've heard. Then it was, oh, well, she took the money. So she must be happy with the money. And then you you just, they just, it just keeps going down the line. But I don't hear 
any accountability. I don't hear anyone putting the fault where it lies. Power has a lot to do with it. Power and control. It sometimes is not even about the sex. It's just being able to lord over her the way that he has. That control means something to him. It That in itself is the gratification. Like, I don't think people realize when you have that much power, how much that can literally corrupt and warp your mind for certain things. And this is like somewhat graphic, but I think this is like a great example how people might not be or just like get off of being able to just do that mm -hmm. um in succession i think uh, i think it's like the second or i don't know which episode it was it was like a second or third episode of the first season um worry colkin's character he's just like this dumbass like he just gets thrusted into this um a higher up position within his father's company has no business having a job that he has literally opens up the emails like i don't like he was just like i don't, I don't really get this f but was literally jacking his shit off at literally over as he's like overseeing at his big office he's overseeing new york and blah blah and i think there's also a very similar scene right. like that in the boys with homelander yeah it is and it is the fact that you have all this control and power and that's what like ends up corrupting and like it can corrupt and like literally deprave your fucking mind yeah no that that is that is all true so let's let's go into to vince i tip i know you asked why would somebody do that and you hit the nail in the coffin power and control but i want to dive a little deeper into what we know about Vincent Cannon McMahon from him as a child. It is pretty well known at this point, um, if you actually even take a look, that Vince was sexually assaulted in an incestual way uh, by his biological mother uh, when he was in, because he's from North Carolina, where he grew up and, and in North Carolina. Um, and something like that, that happens to a child, um, is something that will probably haunt that person for the rest of their life you know, whether they know it or, or not know it. And it seems to me that ever since that it's when you're, when you're sexually assaulted, it is a pretty much, you have no control over what happens to you physically in that moment. You have lost control, especially for somebody as a child who sees their mother as somewhat of an authority figure or someone who's supposed to keep them safe. So there is no safety. There is no, your power is gone. If you had any power as a child at all, and there, the control is gone. Um, from that person and I believe something that he's never actually dealt with um, in his whole life and it's something that has kind of permeated and permeated and permeated to as successful as Vince has been and we can take the blame from he has been uber successful uh, by hook or by crook mostly by crook um, power control yeah <laughs> Power and control is something that he will always crave as an innate thing because 
since that trauma happened so early and it's probably kept going with him forever and ever and ever, obviously because you never dealt with it and you never healed from it, how could you? It's really hard to do something like that without taking a really deep dive into it. Um, he craves power and control because he never wants to feel the way he felt at such a young age ever again in any which way he can get that power and control he's going to get it because it makes him feel like it's, it makes him feel like he's alive and he's the man and he's he's no longer the victim essentially now long, story short, long story then, short hurt people hurt people yeah yeah but you now have done you now have Mm -hmm. You've even gone even 10 times worse. And it, it's not that you, I'm not trying to marginalize his pain and suffering. Right. But now you've inflicted on this woman 30 times over and not just her. There have been others throughout the decades. But... Right. Like you've inflicted so much horror on so mm -hmm. many people for your own safety. When you could have just went and got help for it. See, here's he's here's never going to do that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like logic in my mind, like, okay. So to just be fully transparent mm -hmm. as a woman, I have been sexual assaulted. I've been sexually assaulted. I've been sexually harassed. Unfortunately, us being women, you're going to get, you're going to have to deal with one of them at some point in our life. We do. Instead of, I, I didn't, instead of me going in the route where I have to have that, I have to have that control in this particular aspect of my life, I didn't take my pain and trauma out on everybody else. Mm -hmm. He he has now thrusted all of that onto countless people with no remorse. In yeah. my, I, would, I would be hurting for the people that I hurt, just off of general purpose. Like you, I've I've hurt you. I feel bad that I hurt you. Like he has, also, he has I don't understand how he could do that. But and also not you have, have to, no 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 remorse for it. You also have to think, like obviously, like that's a really good point, but you also have to think about he's a man. He's a Caucasian man raised in the South in the 50s, 60s, 70s, men barely acknowledged that they slept eight hours, let alone that they had feelings or they were assaulted, whatever. Hell, there's still, we still have issues with that today. So it's like, and on top of that, working in such an intensely masculine environment, such as pro wrestling, that's a lot mentality. And I think we talked, and that's like, even when you talk about, unfortunately, like with the Von Erics, like in hindsight, especially after the movie, like that, like toxic masculinity is probably something that also helped aid it, unfortunately, and part of like the demise of a lot of the men in that family as well. And it's like, there's so much, so I'm not necessarily surprised by that because the time of period, the probably the way you grow up, the type of environment and industry is in, is not you're not going to like think to like seek help or do you know do anything like as we as women sometimes in and I mean a lot of times that's even hard for women you just like repress it and just 
and then you don't take care of it as you should, even if, you know, you don't go to counseling or whatever, but it manifests in different ways. Either that, like, there's people who, like, start doing drugs, so it's, again, it's, like, people have different reactions to their trauma, and sometimes that it's productive, and then sometimes it's literally awful, and it's just, I don't want to say it is what it is, but I don't know. Humans are very odd that way. Yeah, it's so it's, here's something to think about also events. He's not only just a Caucasian male, so he's like he won the American jackpot. He is yeah. a he is a self-made man as well. And I I I I think and I theorize that it might be because he felt like again again so violated as as a child and he probably felt essentially in that time period less of a man than what he was going to be and in his entire and throughout his entire life he's had to prove to everybody that he's the the most masculine man ever he gets things done he has all of this money he can get all of these women because that's what men do that's his vision of what a man is there is also the other aspect of something we'd call in psychology as a learned behavior okay he was able to do these things because he never was told that he couldn't. No one told him to stop. And sometimes no one told him to stop because he was always he was already the boss and he had more money than them, or he just never got caught. Or he paid them off. You know, there was no one telling him to stop. There are people who worship him, which leads to the other thing is that he to a lot of people whether you're a wrestling fan or whether someone who likes business, he's a God, you know, he is put on a pedestal as kind of holier than now, this genius, this, you know, this, this, the last of obviously the entrepreneurs in a sense of a pure entrepreneur in a sense, uh, kind of like the way people worship um, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. They cannot do anything wrong. He's gotten to the point where he feels like his shit doesn't stink and he can get away with it. He has the ultimate power, but he needs to exercise it in that way. He needs to feel like he's such a man. Remember earlier, he tried to validate or tried to create a trauma connection with her when he talked to Miss Grant about his upbringing and his, uh, his, um, his mishaps that, that happened to him when he was a child and they also talked about how him and his wife have separated and he's such a lonely old man and what would make a lonely old man feel better with the the warmth of a nice woman you know these are some of the things that he tries that that people like Vince McMahon someone who's probably a little of a narcissist clearly a sexual predator clearly a sexual abuser they will try to uh make themselves feel smaller than what they actually are to kind of lure you in and make you almost feel bad for him. And, oh, I will, I will take care of you. And then he's done when he's got you, he flips the script. First, you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women, then you get the world. In essence, yes. That just sucks. Yeah, the, it's, it is a learned behavior. But I also want to harp on a couple of things when speaking of learned behavior, because I don't want to leave Miss Grant out of this entire talking uh, as, as well, because there are some things that occur. So I want to read directly from the lawsuit, uh, paragraphs 91 and 92, if anybody's going to actually go back and look at this. 
This is before she started with WWE. It says on June 20, June 16, 2019, the day before starting with WWE, Miss Grant attempted to shut down any further physical contact or sexual encounters by admitting to McMahon her unhappiness and concern, starting her first ever job in his legal department, no less, following a physical relationship with the chairman and CEO. She requested that they end any physical relationship while remaining friends to avoid any risk to either of them. And this is where he starts to wield his power and his control. McMahon refused, saying that it was not ending, it did not need to, and that he did not ever envision it ending. He reminded her that he trusted her. Remember, I trust you. Reiterate the rumors that would lead to trouble. You don't want this to come out. What would happen to you? What would happen to your career? You'd be done for. Um, reiterated that rumors would lead to trouble. Probed whether her silence would be an issue. We don't have a problem, do we? And Brussels of her concerns that she was struggling with the feeling that her job felt unearned. Oh, you're just nervous. It's first day jitters. McMahon told Miss Grant that all she needed to do was not tell anyone and that it just has to look legit. Well, her job? Mm -hmm. the, the job was her created. Job wasn't her real. actual position. The job was created. She it was, was created for her. So that essentially, so that oh, he can keep tabs on so her. So she yeah. like didn't have a real job. I'm I'm not trying to like diminish this woman. Obviously, no, she, like, no, very, no. That's that's very, accurate. That is she accurate. Didn't. So she like she like did not have a job. Like just it was no. just like. So he just googled some shit. No, he made the, he like, made the title is, for this her. Is your job shit. He made the what title was for her. her. I'm I'm just curious. Like, what was the job that he appointed her? So she first worked an entry level in in legal. Uh, didn't really do much there. Um, That's ironic. Then mm -hmm. moved over to talent relations under John Laurinaitis, where she was promoted oh, to director yeah. of talent relations. And then she was promised within a year's time to become the vice president of talent relations, which never, which happened. I thought was interesting. I was like, that is very, who was the vice president at the time? John Laurinaitis. Or John Laurinaitis was in the talent relations department. I don't know if he was vice, but John Laurinaitis Vice was president there. of talent relations. During what year? 2019, 2020. This is recent. Yes, this vice was. Vice president, talent. Okay, hold on. She did do Wait, some time working in. I was in... shocked at how recent this was. 2019, yeah, this was, this was the last couple of years. She did do some work um, with the XFL, XFL 2.0 before The Rock bought it. Um, and she liked her time okay. there, and she wanted to stay there, but that got rejected by the powers that be, and I wonder why. Yeah. If she was convinced that she could finally fucking breathe. Well, exactly. I don't think she had the credentials to do the job in the first place. If we're yeah, being she probably fair, did. they were probably like, "How are you? they?" Probably were like, "How did you get here?" What are your qualifications? I'm not mm -hmm. trying to to discredit her. Her experience is real. But she didn't have the qualifications to do the job. So mm -hmm. I'm like. Lawsuit, does it state how old she was when all this was going down? No, uh, uh, let me double check. I do want to read this next paragraph to you about when she I was mean, first about to like get the job. I mean, it's not like she was underage. No, she was not. They had her ass in the damn legal department. Yeah, she was She's probably like mid, probably mid-20s. Well, okay, so right now the vice president of talent relations is Kristen Altman. And John Laurinaitis, it says that he worked from 2011 until well, 2011 he was a, he was wrestling 
And in 2012, he moved over to talent relations. It doesn't say who was vice president of talent relations in 2019. Uh, it does not. I'm trying to look for John Laurinaitis' position in and of itself. Um, hold on. I'm trying to get the background. It's a lot of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I was just wondering how old she was because Ricky read that she had been um, her parents' full-time caregiver for most of her life. So that's mm -hmm. why I was like oh he can't uh breaking here tko just released a statement about vince and his whole thing oh yeah they did a couple say? hours ago it's it's a very cookie cutter press release they yeah. essentially said that vince does not vince does not have any control over wwe anymore um you know he pretty much only sits on the board he has no real control in in tko however they are going to take mrs grant's allegation seriously and perform their own internal investigation it's a pr yeah you already right performed an investigation <laughs> it was but it wasn't tko though it was the wwe board before the sale it yeah. was the wwe board this was before before the sale occurred yeah. tko took over okay fair um, but I, I just showed John Laurinaitis just to answer your question. I don't know where question. I said this, but they're gonna have him out of there by Monday. So I mean, but yeah. So uh, according to the lawsuit, uh, it said John Laurinaitis was a former head of talent relations. So he was the head. He wasn't vice president. No, he was the he was. The I want to know yeah. who was vice president. That's though, what I'm looking I, like, for. Never, I'm, I'm I remember hearing for that. I re okay. So it, I'm only getting who's vice president now, and that's. That is Chris. That's probably done on purpose, honestly. Yeah, that's Chris, and they don't say who was vice president in, of WWE in 2019. Well, the time that she was going to get vice president, you'd have to look at 2021. Okay. Because she was employed for several years. She was? Yes, from 2019 oh. till 20, 2022, 2021. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. so wait, what was the... All right, let me see if I can find it. So this is obviously like during the pandemic and all of those things. Right. I you can know, only imagine. Yeah. While you're looking, while you guys are looking for that, I do want to put another onus on here, but people need to realize there's uh there are pretty much there are some things called trauma responses. When you are experiencing trauma, you're going through a situation. It's called the four apps: fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. We obviously know what fight is. We kind of know what flight is. Freeze occurs where essentially you freeze you kind of essentially go numb emotionally to everything that is going on around you um i've unfortunately seen this happen with people in real life and it's pretty evident within the lawsuit that she became numb multiple times during these sexual acts due to the recurring trauma where she began to freeze there's another situation that's called fawn Fawn is when you're fawning over somebody. Oh, it's okay, baby. Sometimes people who are, who are dealing with trauma will kind of lean into it. So in the hopes that it may not occur again or that it may stop or it may not, or it may hurt a little bit less. If you kind of just acquiesce and, and kind of fawn over the abuser, maybe they'll be a little bit nicer to you. There's evidence of fawning that she does within this lawsuit as well as a way to kind of, um, appease Vince so that he may not be as rough or maybe even stop in and of itself. So those are, there's multiple evidences of that going on where it's pretty clearly detailed that 
in fear for her position or fear for her career because at this time you know she's vince controls her finances because he got her job vince is telling her who what doctor she needs to see and they also live in the same freaking building she cannot get away that's how they met yeah she cannot get away from this man even if she tried and vince would always let her made her aware of the power he wields over her and what he can do to her if she got out of line this whole thing is just insane i don't know what's more insane all this or people who are actually out here on the internet defending vince when he has a history of doing this to women which is detailed in the uh, in the lawsuit, which I'm trying to find uh, right now. Um. Okay. You know, I'm I'm just I'm pulling the fuck away. Take your time with it. It is. It. I understand. It is a lot to digest right now. It, it's. It's going to take a lot for everybody to digest in the coming days as well. I had a boyfriend before I got with my husband. And what you're talking about, the way that Vince is with women, how he never had that control in his life. So now as someone who's older and never got a way to, whether it was therapy or doing something artistic to get that anger out or balance that anger, he wanted to take it out on people. And he did a lot of that shit to me like Mm -hmm. if I looked at him wrong he like would get upset and my mom's sperm donor which doesn't even that that's too good of a word for him he was like that he would beat my mom and he would treat her like shit and I it's I, I don't understand how people, because I know it's not just men. I know women do it too, but we're focusing right now because it is multiple men hurting a woman. Do they just not, I, I get it, they get off on it, but it's just, how could you want to do this to another human being? That's what I'm trying to get down to. Like, why wouldn't you want to break that cycle of abuse, which is hard? My mom never laid a hand on me or my brother because she didn't want us to grow up like she did. And, you know, it, it, she she broke that abuse cycle. And I'm doing a lot of things on my end to end a lot of shit that was going on in my family when I was growing up. But I don't understand why people would want to continue this instead of being like, wow, I never want another person to go through what I went through. See, that's I, the thing. That's the thing. Fair. You're... It is a fair statement, but you, that also assumes that the abuser sees them as people. Yes, you that have. Is it's thing. like it's a lot, and I think people are would be shocked about how less than, especially people who, um, and that's I'm not to say like all wealthy people, but especially once you get to like that certain amount of wealth, just see people as like fucking objects. Mm-hmm. 
you'll see them as people. You see them because they don't for them to get. And so I tell, talk about people when they try to talk about how, well, this person's a good person. It's like, there's not a, there's not a single, there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire. I wish people would understand that. There is no humanly possible way to be a billionaire, especially in this day and age, and be ethical and a good human being. There is no way in hell. There's no way. You have to do too many. You have to break over too many people's back. You have to cut too many corners. You have to do so much to get to where there's at. So once when you're in that mentality, when you see people as step stools and you just see people as like objects that are like in your way to like get like to get this bonus signed off or to like buy this condo, like it literally like you don't understand. And then like they even like they're to the point where they're desensitized and don't view people as people, but also they're like desensitized to themselves. Like, mm -hmm. where they, like, mentally don't even see themselves as fucking human beings half the time. Yeah, so there, there's a great line by Chris Rock, and he said this years ago. He said, with every great wealth comes a great crime. Every great wealth comes a great crime. Um, and also the kind of, because two things can also be true at the same time. When you have amassed that much money and power and fame, and I see it because I've studied like Michael Jordan's behavior and things like that, and sometimes the behavior that, of people with a lot crazy. of wealth. Michael's, <laughs> I've I've done I've done a I did a report in my in my in my undergrad on on Michael Jordan's personality and a deep dive, and he is all he is hyper competitive to a fault, which makes him great, but also kind of also does make him psychotic. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's 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 my go-to. However, when you have amassed that much fame and power and glory, or in your mind you are perceived, uh, or you are put on a pedestal by other people, by who may be your peers or people that may not who want to be kind of like you, sometimes it is hard to know who to trust. And I'm not saying this is a cop out of Vince McMahon, but when you have that, I'm so much powerful. Why are you talking to me? You know, do you want something from me? Do you actually trust me? This could be the breeding grounds for such behavior to be like, you know, the only way that that person can trust, only way I can trust this person is if they do stuff for me, if they are obedient to me and they're not just going to take something from me and leave. Again, this I can is understand not what but it could be a breeding ground for such behavior uh, to occur. Speaking of his behavior, I did find in the lawsuit where it does mention several previous times where Vince was alleged of um, of deviant sexual acts. So it says, uh, in 1994, former WWE referee Rita Chatterton alleged that McMahon had raped her after luring her into a limousine to discuss her career. She recounted it for the New York Magazine, quoting, I was forced to, into oral sex with Vince McMahon, but I couldn't complete his desire, so he got really angry, started ripping off my jeans, pulled me on top of him, and told me again that if I wanted a half a million dollar a year contract, that I had to satisfy him. He could make or, he could make me or break me, and if I didn't satisfy him, I was blackballed. That was it. I was done. Very similar behavior to what is detailed in the lawsuit. The second account states that on February 2006, the Palm Beach Post reported that McMahon had shown nude pictures of himself to a tanning booth attendant at Tanzabar in Boca Raton, Florida, and subsequently, quote, made unwelcome advances and finally covered, cornered her, sorry, in a tanning booth and groped her. 
Uh, and then last example, uh, a former spa manager at a California resort accused Vince McMahon of assault at the resort in 2011. Not this surprised. is a learned behavior. This is a continuous behavior. One time might be okay. Something might happen. You know, it's it's it, at that it's very loosely inexcusable. But this, according to lawsuit, is a series of patterned behavior. Behaviors you are what you continuously do. And Vince McMahon continuously, again, according to the lawsuit and through multiple other articles that have come out of him, Vince McMahon continuously has sexually assaulted, uh, raped, groped, uh, sexually abused, and now sexually trafficked women for power control, coercion. It is uh, the least he did was sexual harassment. I've, like It's a letter of a law of sexual harassment, but there is so much more to that, and we cannot minimize these continuous acts that, have, that he has uh, perpetrated throughout the years as chairman and CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment. So you wanted to know who was vice president in 2021. I found oh, it. His yeah. name is Daniel, Daniel Ventral. He's a former um, interim president for the Las Vegas Raiders, and he was vice president for talent in WWE. And he got the job in... Um, it says he got it around May of 2022. Ah, September. He started working mm -hmm. in there in September of 2022. Doesn't say when he left um, WWE. Gotcha. But he's no longer working there, obviously. Somebody mm -hmm. else is the VP. Yeah. There are several other high-end officials that are not named in there. Uh, a lot of people who... Uh, who, if I can see if I can describe some of the people um, via the lawsuit, because I do have an idea about who one of the people might be. Uh, but let me see if I can actually pull it up, because there is some speculation about who some of these other high-ranking officials are. So here's the real, real question. I mean, does Vince even give a shit that this is going on? Because the last time all this stuff was going on, he was out there on SmackDown and Raw, coming out to the arenas, with the people cheering for him and people bowing down to him and him just getting a big old man, old man chubby about it and acting like no other problem is going on. Is he, would he even be intimidated at this point or is he? No, because be he thinks, he thinks that he's going to get away with it. Yeah. He thinks I, yeah, he probably in his mind, he thinks that he's going to be fine. He's going to get away with it. But the it's way happened before. that yes. KO has been operating, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to get away with it either. Yes. If, even if he gets they legally. Will they will throw gonna get rid of him to the wolves. Yeah. To protect the company to which I don't blame them for that. It all comes down to dollars and cents. And I'll tell you why. Tuesday occurs. WWE says we're coming out with WWE 2K24, which I am stupid excited about. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> very stupid excited about that. They then announced within a half hour that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is on the board of directors for TKO Group Holdings, the same right. board that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the um, is the chairman of. Still, by request, 
of Ariel, uh, I forgot what his name is, but by request of the person who owns TKO and Endeavor, he was quoted in saying when the merger happened, I was not going to do this merger unless Vince McMahon was involved. That's why they went there. Mm -hmm. it, was an it was an inside job, to be completely mm -hmm. honest with you. Now, they have pulled the reins on Vince, and they have publicly, they have said, Vince McMahon, you are not a creative. You are here to facilitate our money and ourselves, which is something that he's actually wildly good at. Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, when the announcement happened specifically of The Rock, this happened before the market opened. Okay. By the time the stock market opened, TKO's uh, stocks rose 20%. Mm -hmm. So, so I have a <laughs> few, I don't have as many as some people. Um, Trey, shout out to him. Um, he has a significant amount of WWE stocks. I have like a little bit. I keep playing around with getting more, but I don't have no extra money too. like that. Huh? I have a little bit of WWE stock too. Yeah, I don't have um extra money like that right now to do that. Um, and I think it went up. So roughly, like for me, mine's went up about like fourteen dollars. I think ten. So about around what I heard from other people as well. Yeah, it yep. did shoot up. It shoot up. Yep. This is going to crash. This is going to crash the stock again. Yeah, it is. They had a really big high. Remember, they opened up at about one twenty when mm -hmm. they first went public. It dropped to about. They dropped to almost sixty at some at one point. Um, yeah, it, it was like in the middle of the day it was like sixty. Yeah. yeah it, uh, you know they op they they opened up when they when the merger happened. They opened up at like one twenty a share, which is wild, by the way. Um. It events started to go a little bit lower and lower and lower and lower. Obviously, the Rock deal, I think, was a way to get their stock back up. And it worked because mm -hmm. who doesn't love Dwayne? Um, but this will make it but this will make it crash again. And it's not like and I, for all the good TKO was on a kind of putting McMahon in his place. It's not like they weren't aware of it. It's not like we didn't know that they were aware of it because the WWE board itself before the merger, after investigation, said Vince McMahon is a liability to our bottom dollar. Yes, they did. They they said that it, it's evident in, in it part of their internal investigation. Yes, mm -hmm. and yet somehow he still was able to get around it and become the chairman of the board again. Mm -hmm. Remember again. So the only way you stop somebody who is obsessed with power and control is you have to it's rip money. that power and control away from him. He can't. Mm -hmm. If TKO is really serious about this, and they really want to take this serious, and they're doing a whole PR thing, because TKO, within about half of this week, got a lot of goodwill from the public for for very for very good reasons. Obviously, the Rock has a track record of doing great things, but if they need if they want to continue that goodwill going to the biggest part of a year for this burgeoning company, they're only they're less than a year old. They're going to be a year old after WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. You've got to get rid of Vince. You've got to take that power and control away, totally disavow him, disassociate from him, leave him far away from it. Will he make out financially like a bandit because the sale and everything has already gone through? Probably yes, but that's inconsequential right now. He already has all the money in the but world. He, he doesn't, doesn't need it anymore. Care. He needs he to take the power cares away. About that, though. He does partially care, but he also needs to be taken out of a TKO public guy. He cannot be chairman of the board. You got to take the power away from him because TKO opened up the stock market yesterday and Vince was front and center in all those pictures. Yeah, he was. Okay. He rang the bell. Yeah, he rang the bell. So yeah, he's got he's got to go. It's so, going to hurt them more than anything else. So when you look at the losses compared to the way Cassie sued Diddy, 
It's very similar. Okay. Yes, she was smart because she, she sued. She sued not the, only him but mm -hmm. the companies. Correct. So That's the what you got. Problem. Do. They are the, going to flip. They're going to flip yes. and reverse and be like, "You're by yourself, Vince." Yes, they're going to mm -hmm. cut him loose the same way that the companies cut off Diddy because he can't be he can't be insured anymore. They can't handle the liability. And Correct. Ricky's right. It's just it's too much. And after a while, while see. I believe Ari knew more than what he's leading leading to believe because he's a part. I okay, I'm gonna say so. Damn. A lot of it is allegedly is a lot. It's a big boys club, and I think he's well aware of it. And I think he know exactly what the hell is going on. And of course, you know you got to stick up for for your fellow brethren. Oh, we're mm -hmm. not gonna get rid of him. We need him around. Like he he's the reason why WWE is where he is where it was. Well. Couple years ago, we all of us WWE fans were fighting for our lives, just trying to get decent TV. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't exactly a godsend to wrestling for the last I don't know 15, 20 years. Every now and then we get a good decent storyline, but he was so up and down with how he booked television for us it was not good his track record isn't good so even if i was a your friend and i let's say any of this shit we're looking at is 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 not even part of it we're just looking at your track record and what you produce and compared to your counterpart with triple h right now you aren't worth the money to keep around you aren't worth it i would cut you loose immediately mm -hmm. i would have been like look you're 70 something years old there's nothing else that you can contribute yes you're marketing you're good at marketing you're good at the business that's fine we'll hire you as a consultant but i can't have you booking my shows running creative that's you're wearing too many hats you're doing too much and then then you add in all of this steaming pile of shit and you just dumped in the middle of this new company. You're killing us right now. We finally got to a point where WWE is almost back at the top of the mountain and they still have competition despite putting on good wrestling and good TV. They have that competition that forces them to be better. And here you are fucking up the vibe. No, you have to go. I would have immediately cut you. As soon as this story dropped, you would have released the press and been like, I'm leaving and this is for good. I'm never coming back. I would have made sure of it. You're selling all of your shares. Which so you sold no most of already, by the way. Then it already has begun. He, no, but he dropped. He dropped. He sold a lot of his shares uh, way before this was an, even a, a, a twinkle in someone's eyes. Yeah. My thing and like i've been saying this for a while or after like the tko thing i finally get submission and then they had those other allegations coming on i was saying i was like something worse is going to come out and he mm -hmm. is going and they are going to completely push him out of that company before halfway through the year yeah and, and this might know. be the day of reckoning and here's the other yeah and that's what it is it's like he's probably not going to get the justice that he, I don't want to say deserves, but, you know, he deserves or should be getting. But to me, 
this is better because I feel like this will hurt him a lot more than him sitting in a fucking jail cell. I agree. Tarnish like the fact that he has to sit at home. Yep. And do and nothing. watch them be successful. Without him, yes. Without him. Yeah. Without him, especially with and then you did you brought up a really good point, Ricky, again, with how much goodwill, like amazing goodwill they just had. Mm-hmm. They were Absolutely. like they're like doing the right things. They're like, and then rumbles in a couple of days, and it was so good. I think them this completely completely like tarnishing this week for them. He's out, they're gonna be like, I if they haven't done it already, someone's gonna be calling him by Monday. Was like, hey, you gotta get your shit out the office. Well, since he's on the board, I doubt he actually has an office. I believe, since he's on the board, I don't think he actually has an office. Has yeah, but like in general, they're like, you know, you gotta get your shit. Um, Yeah, yeah. We'll give you this amount of money, but you gotta turn your keys in. Well, your key card don't work no more. (laughs) (laughs) We like we deactivate it while while you're coming up here. Yeah, I believe the um, I believe the process would be the board because this this came up in in my podcast of Discord. Um. They would essentially have to do a vote of no confidence. Yeah, which I'm sure that would go by very quickly. I mean, I, I think, I think that would be the quickest vote they could ever have. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it I, I is scary. I, can, I don't think that it. And what I what I expect is I want swift removal. Like I know the last time this happened. By that following Monday, he was announcing his matter of fact, it was a couple of days. He retired. Yeah, he announced his not retirement. Even a week. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a full week. And yep. I'm just like, given what what's being said and the details in this lawsuit, like I expect by tomorrow they have this shit fixed and it's done. Because there's no way. Even if Some, less those than, poor you, interns even, probably slaving away right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, loopholes. Even if it's just a minute, like even if just parts of it is true, and you if there, because people are like, oh well, all of it can't be true. I'm like, I don't care if it's only one incident. I don't care if it's just one, because I believe all of it. I believe every word of it. There you have to until just, she's proven otherwise. There's too many details in that girl's statement. And just, I mean, for you to make up something like that is that is an elaborate imagination. Tiffany, can I ask you something somewhat personal and you oh. can refuse to answer if you want? Sure. Because I just need to prove an example. I'm sorry. This is obviously not very proper. We're talking about very serious things. But Mustafa Ali just showed up at the end of Impact. Nice. Yeah. Good. Stay away from Tony Khan. Anyway, um, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Can I can I ask you a personal question for you? Of course. Yeah. Again, you can refuse the answer, but the times you were sexually assaulted, sexually harassed, how great of a detail do you still have of that? I remember them very vividly, down to what it smelled like. What Thank you. what they smell like, what it smelled like. I can describe where I was, I can tell you the day, time of day, I remember all of it. How long ago was it? First time it happened, I was 11. Second mm-hmm. time it happened, I was 13. So it was a while. I'm 37. So okay. it was a while. 
it's interesting when so you look at the brain. Years. Yeah, yes, it's interesting so when you like, look at the, the brain. Point. Yeah, when you the brain, it's sometimes it's hard for us as a brain for like thinking as the human human mentality as the brain. The brain doesn't sometimes remember the good things, and it makes us feel good, so it's supposed to happen. So when adverse things occur to us that aren't supposed to happen, our brain tends to keep a very detailed memory of the thing that we felt like wasn't supposed to happen to us as a way of protection so that we know that it's not supposed to happen to us again. That's very true. I, To put it frank, I that is it is the one reason why I don't like anything green apple flavored mm -hmm. i hate it i i can't smell it i don't like being around it i don't like when people eat it 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 almost makes me want to throw up to be around probably brings it. you back into the scenario again it triggers a ptsd response it 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 does but it it triggers a fight response more trauma than, response yes yeah so it's like i i immediately become very combative it's almost like i i revert back to that and because You're i didn't protect moment. myself the first time you're doing it again yeah now i'm gonna do it so the i'll just be like please get away from me the first thing that comes out of my mouth is just please don't eat that around me or just please get away from me mm -hmm. so i i believe her i believe what she's saying for me but in reading it about, it's um, go ahead Think about Cassie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God, how many pages was that? It was like a hundred. That was a long, that was a long lawsuit. It was long. It was double. I think it was double the pages that Miss Grant has. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's um like I said, the traumatic mind is something that keeps a lot of good detailed records and there's too there's too much detail in this particular lawsuit for to it's too much detail that you have to in some in some way shape or form whether you're the prosecution or the defense have to have some assumption that most of this occurred this is a very detail-oriented lawsuit this aren't this aren't vague claims here there are there is dates down to the month, day, year. At points, there are times when this occurred. Location. Um, you know, it, it even mentions Vince's Vince's dinosaur in his office, the famed T-Rex dinosaur head. I don't deserve that dinosaur head anymore. I'll, I fucking, I'll take it. You don't fucking deserve it. You know, so it, you have, like, for me, because I've done some, I've done investigations of the, of uh, I've I've done investigations on behalf of mentally ill people, uh, you know, in collaboration with New York State of abuse and neglect, and um, yeah, the the detail, the details of a traumatic mind are are very intricate. Um, in a personal sense, what I had a former friend of mine mentioned to me once, she was like, "I can still feel his dreads on top of me." Yes, like, you know? I can under I I can understand that. Mm hmm. Fully um, understand that. You know, so uh, the other thing here is that it wasn't, if it was just 
Vince and Lauren Knight is, and it's kind of like these two guys doing, and that's one thing, but there is evidence within this lawsuit that it was a pervasive culture that was cultivated by Mr. McMahon and the powers that be, and no one stopped it to the point where TV production crew were involved, the people who were called Vince's insiders and loyalists. Um, in the lawsuit, it mentions two high-ranking officers uh, in very vague detail said uh, there was a corporate officer, high-ranking employee who made hiring decisions, conducted prospective employee interviews, and maintained significant control over personnel decisions. Um, there was another one who was a high-ranking employee and board member at WWE during Ms. Grant's employment. Uh, continued to work in high-ranking positions in connection with the September 12th, 2023 merger. And there was another person who was a high-ranking employee and or board member during Mrs. Grant's employment um, as well. So it wasn't just like this was some sort of kind of a secret deal. There were people with a lot of power, not as much as Vince, obviously, but with a lot of power who were aware of this. And also going down to some of the biggest people in the in WWE that are on our TV screens periodically, Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he's not mentioned, but all the clues are there, but it's Brock. You well, know, one thing that disturbs me about this is that his wife had made allegations like that towards that same company. You're talking yeah. Sable? Yes. Yep. Tears have mentioned that earlier, but here's the thing with with Sable, with all that, at least this is just what I think. If it's not happening to her, she don't care. Because Brock, Brock is willing to do this, and she didn't, you know, if she's seen this, whatever. I, I'm sorry, I just, this is really just... Well, I'll say this. If she's not, if she wasn't working directly in wwe at the time she unless brock tells her what knowledge would she have of what was happening this was recent this wasn't yes. during her tenure in wwe this was after she was long gone filed her lawsuit did her one two diddy he had doubled back to wwe so she would have no control at all over any of that and if any Brock did what he did. I mean, unless she was, it's it's hard to say, but it's simple. She just doesn't have any knowledge of it because she's not there and she's not even a part of it. He is the one who engaged in the text messaging and the video passing and the messaging and being enticed. He was, it was added to how to bring him back to the WWE. Oh, we got a woman for you. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, like, like watch the movies and the gangs, you watch the, the mafia movies and they, to, to kind of seal whatever deal they have with the other mafia, mob boss, they'll bring women in. They'll bring the women in and they say, hey, we're going to have her come in and we'll have a party and this is going to help us seal our deal. And they'll say, okay, yeah, let's do it. In the movie... Yeah. The woman is consenting, so we think, while we're watching it. But in this case, this woman was used to seal the deal for him. He was already getting $10 million. If I recall, his contract was set at $10 million when he got there. 
I think it's like 13, 14 now. Yeah, it is. It, it's climbed. So he's he was already getting 10 million. He had the biggest contract ever. And I mean, for whatever reason, that was not enough. So Vance was like, hey, I got something that'll help seal the deal. And he sends these pictures of Miss Grant to him. Grant, she, he was like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's what I want. I'm fine with that. They set up this deal. He wanted a video of her urinating. He got that. I have some questions about that. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, because I don't know if I want answers to them. Okay, I'll 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 pose I'll I'll, I'll pose another because I can go into the lawsuit and find it for you. Um, but um, the thing with this is that yes, Vince is the poster child for this stuff, but there are so many other people involved. I I, I don't know enough detail about these positions, but there is some. Oh, he's gonna wrap the motherfuckers out. I'm telling the, you. I I I have a, I, again. Don't don't. This is not like an intelligent thing, but based on the lawsuit, one of the officers sounds like Kevin Dunn. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, but Earlier. also, you know, you, you kind of have to think about, like I said, Vince is the, the poster child for this. But if Brock is involved, if P other people who we know are close to Vince are involved, Undertaker, Triple oh, H, God. you know, this Vince is just the tip of the iceberg. Because in my opinion, anybody who had knowledge of it and did nothing to stop it also has to go as well. They're complicit. Exactly. You're a complicit. Um, there is a saying that, um, there's an old saying that I heard to explain complicit, uh, to people like if you say, um, if you're sitting at a, if you're, if you're at a diner and four people are sitting in a booth and three of them are Nazis, it's not three, it's four people. Well, uh -huh. You know, um, so like if it, in you know people in production that were aware of it, if they are still employed with the company, they have to go, and it's gonna suck for a lot of people who are giant Brock fans. You know, I had to, I had to, you know, ruin somebody's dreams earlier today because telling, you know, informing them that Brock was involved in, in this. But if TKO is very serious, everybody's got to go, including your moneymaker Brock. You already have enough stars; you can build a better Brock. Thanks, Oba Femi is in NXT. Facts. Period. So it is going yeah. to be an interesting time in a couple of days because, as I covered on my show, only a third of the men's Royal Rumble um, participants have been announced as of right now. There's a lot of room for a lot of people to show up. And we're not all dumb here. It's Brock season. January to April is the season of Brock Lesnar, historically. And I'm very scared to, to find out what happens if he does show up. He shows up. He's going to get eaten alive by that audience. I mean, I can't it, picture I don't them, think so. them still having him go because, again, like, I think so much of their goodwill got diminished over a very short amount of hours. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably pissed off, and I know I would be mad as fuck. Or creatively, this is a nightmare. Yes. Um. Um. I don't creatively. Honestly, they could. They literally like they could. They could just call someone up for NXT. Like they literally were able to book. Like they're fine with doing shit like last minute. Like look at my favorite SmackDown episode when they were all stuck stuck in Saudi Arabia. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And they literally were calling like ex- so many people were X, Y, and calling X, Y, Z, calling these um, NXT people, telling them you need to be at so-and-so airport in one hour the most. Then Adam Pol- You need to get in classic. there. Like, Rhea yes. Ripley was talking about how she was literally trying to do, because, you know, she has, like, a lot of heavy makeup, literally trying to do her makeup on a fucking jet. And, like, Bianca was saying how she's trying to, like, fix her gear because they were like, you got, we got to go. So yeah. I, they could easily, if he was scheduled to be in it, they could easily fill in his um number. Like you said, um, they got Oba. They got Oba. They could put him in. They got Oba. They can throw fucking Braun Breaker's butt in there. They got Briggs <laughs> back there. Briggs could do it. You got plenty of people. Literally. Uh, I love Josh they Briggs. Tell, I interviewed him um, once. He's a great guy. Huh? I interviewed Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs. I interviewed yeah. Josh Briggs when he was part of Evolve. He's a great guy. Yeah, oh, you can cool. literally throw... That's another one. Who's somebody random? Heck, you can even throw, like, a weird spot. You can throw someone off of the pre-show team. I'll throw in Ch- someone from Chase U. You got Carmelo. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. fine. Uh, you Duke got Hudson a- would be a good pick. I put Duke out there. Let him go. And it already took his trophy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. They repossessed oh. everything. <laughs> you could put him I in there. I was like, damn, I didn't know y'all was this broke. <laughs> <laughs> With Chad Gable and let them have like a cute little comedy sketch so everyone can like take a breather. You know and... what? Alexis, that's not bad. That's actually really good. I would yeah, watch he- that. Because I, I said we should have had that last year. There's so many people back there. Hell, put Nia's ass in the men's Royal Rumble just so she can get her ass kicked again. She probably don't put her in Or no, they could put Rhea in there. Yeah. 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 I, I'd say to see that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Literally. That's like they have all the time. And I can't the way, even though Ari is such like has such a hard on for fit. For Vince, I don't think the rest of the board and the people that let him continue to be like, oh, that's what they're like. No, you got to wrap it up. So I can't see them because especially like we're not dumb. I think everyone was very easily able to put two and two together who she was talking to. Yeah. It's very clear and evident. I even tried. I even tried to play devil's advocate. It was like maybe it's Riddle. And I said, you, then it said UFC champ, and I go, damn it. Because and I was like, and low key, the only people could have been was him and Bob or Bobby Lashley, but ba- Bobby Lashley was already signed at that point. Was and it Bobby and Bellator UFC, though? Bobby was Bellator. Yes, the only other. But they kind of they kind of act like they're the same thing in kayfabe wise in WWE. So. Yeah. The only yeah, UFC champions to fine. ever really grace outside of Ken Shamrock, obviously, who I think actually did win a UFC title, but he is still How they can put Ken Shamrock, Shamrock in there? He just signed a Legends contract. Oh, that shit. could happen. Listen, the, the, the original ankle lock master, but the only other person that it could have been that was a UFC champion and made all that money was Ronda. But then you saw the pronouns of he and I go, it's Brock. Like, did, I tried every other app to be like, it's probably not Brock because it seems very unbecoming of Brock. But then again, we don't know much about Brock because Brock's really doesn't put himself in the public eye like that. I know a demon when I see one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been calling them a demon for years and everybody told me I was wrong. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it like I see it from now on. 
I know a demon when I see one. I think I've reached the point where my brain is like just starting to accept all this stuff. The weird, the thing that just weirds me out. I mean, the whole thing weirds me the fuck out. I'm not saying just this specific thing because Vince is my dad's age. Mm. And you know how pissed off my dad is? My dad is, it's not going good, but he's going through dementia right oh, now. Oh, boy. Um, it sucks. He has his good days. He has his bad days. Yeah. I'm not going to have him listen to this episode because what I will say will piss him off. And he got mad at me because, at, or not mad at me, but he called me and he's like, he uh, when the first time Vince was acting up and he was having a weird moment, he's like, is this really going on with Vince? I said, yeah, dad. And he gets real quiet and he goes, my dad, he goes, this fucker's older than me, but he's still got his goddamn driver's license and I had to give my Oh shit, he was mad about oh, his gosh. driver's license. Not okay. the driver's license. <laughs> All right. We're assuming that Vince still drives these funny, days. But the one thing drives. that really the really took me out, and I was like, I hate to kind of like I don't even want to say it. But anyways, the one thing that really like took me out was I don't know why of this part. Because, again, I end up getting, like, busy at work, so I didn't get to, like, really comb through, like, the, all the paperwork, like, I wanted to, because I, I just, I know this sounds bad, but I just, like, love doing that one, um, whenever, like, he's available for you, so. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love reading those. I love, like, my jam. Anyways, and I was, like, when she was, when he was talking about when he shit on her head. Yes. I was like, I was like, I didn't read that. No. Mm -hmm. And I sat it down. I did something. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go read this again because I don't think that's right. Oh, oh, it's right. It's right. It's worse when you read all the details. Yeah, it is. It's like, what in the R. Kelly is this mess? Like, oh, he, I think he got R. Kelly. Um, I think they running a little neck and neck. He might edge out. Nah, Vince got this one. My, yeah, my thing. It just remind me of that. I just, I literally, and I, then the image of him just like just squatted over yep, some yep. poor girl's yep. head. Like on a pillow, I'm like, was she laying on like a pillow? Like what? Like Nicole, you going way too far? It's it's all in the lawsuit. I'll just say that. Yeah, the, uh, hold on. The, let me let this, me send it to her. Like bodily fluids and farting and like all that weird. And then shit. yeah, and that's what I said. I was like, you know what? He thinks that fart jokes are so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. That I was like, God damn it, that makes sense. A little bit of arrested development going on, but yes. Oh, just that took me out. I was like, God bless her, man. 
took me out and it was the sex toys that were the different colors and named after different wrestlers yes i also with the wrestlers thing again we don't need to know this like i got obviously like that poor like obviously like just to be sensitive to like what she's doing but literally like what wrestlers like were they people that like she knew like her like that's just so so what ended up happening was I'll provide some context to that. So what ended up happening was as he was coursing her to get this job and and the, in the premise of helping her out and getting her back on her feet, he obviously pitched WWE to her and what it's all about. And we're all kind of a tight knit family. He obviously, like I said, he invited her to to wrestle front row seats, VIP experience, all expenses paid to WrestleMania in 2019. Uh, by the way, so she got the work. She ended up being kind of interested in the product where she would watch raw and smackdown and take notes about what she was seeing and giving since she had a direct connection with vince giving him ideas potentially about how things that she liked in the product and what she wanted to like see and 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 things like that so i'm pretty much i'm pretty sure she was aware of what wrestlers that he would be talking about at the time these sexual acts were being performed but the why would vince want to kind of have you know pretend that these these people were upper wrestlers vince has this very out of control fetish on top of the fact that vince also wants to be seen as the alpha of all alpha males he has to be the man it is actually very primal and animalistic in a sense where he has to be the most dominant person in the room at all time and how does somebody in his eyes claim that dominance is to bang somebody or how or you know use a force in somebody but he deems lesser than if he thinks that they're a human at all in front of other people he wants it's not only that he has that power he wants to show off his power because he wants to get that external validation from everybody else and, and everybody say you are definitely the man you are the guy Power and control is simply, but and how he shows that power and control in many different ways, and that's and that would be one of the ways that he would show that to other people to prove that he is the top dog of all top dogs. Oh, this is uh, just wild. The dog is a very good reference of <laughs> what he is. That's <laughs> excellent interpretation. Neutered decades ago, then. Well. I will say, and this is not even just to be a dick, he was kind of sensitive to the color of the sex toy and the color of the wrestler. They matched up. So he didn't have some, he didn't, he didn't get that weird, but. Well, he, well, look, now that he's probably going to lose his job, at least he can color match at Sephora. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I just made sorry. Me. I had a light, I had to lighten it up, but it's true. It just, it. I, Vince, we found you another job. Don't talk to people still. Would it uh, be like I can't a, go to Sephora. Fuck you. Affiliation <laughs> thing, like if she ever met, like that he was trying to do with her, like in a sense, like if he, she ever met a wrestler that he did this kind of weird ass shit with, like she couldn't look them in the eye, or she would embarrassed or. You know, do you, you think it was that way of again trying to control her where she would like? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I understand. 
Yeah, I don't think she was ever in direct contact except with potentially Brock. And even then, there was no direct contact. It was then started going via text messages and stuff. Obviously, because Brock was unable to perform because he was too drunk after contract negotiations to go to her place and sleep with her, allegedly. Um, and... I, like I said, I don't know if she was that directly connected to the performers, but she was directly connected to Vince, who knew all the performers, and she was watching the product. Uh, what I do know from the lawsuit is that Vince, essentially, as a way of desensitizing her and as a way of showing that she was pretty much nothing and not even human, he stopped calling her by name. He would use, he would use essentially, the term I was used a lot is that was, uh, you're my bitch. Yes. You know, in public, in public, it was be his girlfriend or something. But behind closed doors, it was like, you were my bitch and stuff like that. Even at times when she professed the sexual acts, um, this is going, this is going to be rough what I'm about to say. Even when she was trying to get, stop him or other people while he was in the room from performing sexual acts with her and saying like, no, stop. He is, she is in the loss of Vince's quota saying no means yes, keep going. Yeah. You know, it was a matter he he was never gonna take her seriously because he didn't see her as an equal. No one is equal to me. I'm the top dog. Well, there you have it. And so the only way that this behavior can stop, even in his age that he is, um, is either naturally by death, which may still occur. Or yeah. if you you know, with that it's always a possibility that he is in that age, or you have to put him behind bars if it even goes to that point. I don't know if she's gonna go move towards settlement. Um, but from a professional standpoint, Vince has to be discredited, disavowed, and taken all that power control away from him and needs to be far away from the wrestling business for the rest of his life. I'm gonna say something really fucked up. Death and Death and jail are not good enough for him. Like I, <sighs> he's such a massive piece of shit. And I know we said like someone said it earlier. It's like you know people are saying like Vince made WWE, and like in a true fan's eye, Vince did not make WWE. It was the men and women who were out there putting on the shows that made the mm -hmm. WWE. And you know everyone, everyone just. I'm so tired of seeing everyone trying to make excuses for Vince and Tiff had a situation with some guy being an idiot on her page today that she ended up blocking. And it's, it's just, people are trying to, to defend him. And it's like, there's no reason to defend him. Like this is the guy two years ago, everyone was ready to castrate his ass because Ross sucked, SmackDown sucked, and it was because he was taking the scripts 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes before the show was going on and shredding them. Nobody knew what was going on. No one knew what their promos were going to be. And it's just like, you know, and his ego has gone unchecked for way too long. And the only time it ever got shook was because of Ted Turner and WCW. Mm -hmm. That was 20 years ago. Yep. And what happened with that? He bought his competition. Yeah, pretty much. You know, he, so then you couldn't tell him anything anymore. I so, mean, I think if, if I, I kind of have to agree with Nicole, 
I think that his the best form of punishment is to keep him away because he he can't stay away. He's like a a moth to the flame. He has to be a part of it. He has to have his hands in it somehow. When you take mm-hmm. that from him, he's a shell of himself. He's not going to be able to do anything. The thing he loves the most, it's his child, from a Marvel reference, it's what mm-hmm. Thanos loved the most. He had to get rid of whatever he loved the most to gain ultimate power, and he killed Gamora. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that freaking movie. Um, well, you know. Everybody can see <laughs> You know, I'm just saying, but also it, it's this when you go to the people who are trying to defend Vince, what people are trying to do, and this happens a lot of the time, you are trying to create the nuanced argument of I like the art, I don't like the artist. You're trying to separate the art from the artist. And unfortunately, the artist created the art. R. Kelly made all of that music. He called himself the Pied Piper of RB, and we were all okay with it. Um, you know, Vince McMahon created the image that we see as professional wrestling created the standard, the blueprint, not the boss, that's Sasha Banks. Um, But he created all of that stuff. He is the artist behind the art. One doesn't happen without the other. And that is the sad truth of it all. You're going to look at WWE. You're going to see all the things that have happened throughout the years. And there's going to be one man at the center of it all. And this is the sexual predator, this uh, the sexual abuser, essentially more than likely i can't fully diagnose him uh someone who's narcissistic personality disorder and his name is vincent kennedy mcmahon you're never going to be able to separate it so as much as you want to they are synonymous with each other forever and ever that i agree with it's kind of like with germany and um nazism Correct. instead of running from their past they acknowledge it and they try hard to not exhibit that behavior as as a whole they're gonna be subsexed everywhere mm-hmm. but as a country they they teach the history of their past so it is not repeated and that's yes. the way that wwe has to move in the future in order to not only protect the women in their company and um protect their reputation and rebuild their integrity because right now it's in shambles and mm-hmm. it doesn't look good on your resume when anybody tries to apply because as a woman I wouldn't feel safe working there I would feel like you're not going to hear me if something does happen to me I would feel like there's nothing that I could say that would protect me in this particular subsect no matter what happened to me Y'all are not going to provide any protection for me. You're only going to look out for yourselves. So mm-hmm. in order to do that, they're going to have to work very hard to rebuild their rapport, not only with the fans, but with their current employees, superstars alike. Um, they're going to have issues with this, too, because they're going to have questions. They're going to want answers. And and if Triple H doesn't have answers or he isn't as open as he should be, then there are going to be issues. There are going to be problems. They could lose superstars because of this. There's a trickle effect that is going to happen in this company, especially if this situation is not handled correctly and swiftly. So the only way they're going to be able to do that is they have to take accountability. And then they have to move forward with protecting, not the company, but protecting the people who work within it and being more transparent. Protecting the office. 
Yeah. yeah, like you have, you're gonna have to have rewrite your HR department is gonna have to be redone completely. Personnel has to be redone. There has to be a full on transparency of what we're doing now to push our company forward and not move in the same way that our predecessors did. How are you going to protect us? Because that would be the questions I ask, because I know that they're, they're going to have a meeting. I know that they done had a meeting since this came out. And if I was in that meeting, I'm be like, OK, that's all well and good. Y'all are removing these people that did this. But how are y'all going to change how you're moving now? What parameters are you putting in place that are going to protect someone like me or my colleagues if something like this happens again? It may have already been put in place. This is technically a brand new company with the merger, and there are a lot of changes that have probably already taken place. We also have to keep in mind a lot of this is alleged when TKO was not in existence. True. So, you know, so from if you're looking at it from a company perspective, you can say this is TKO, this is in WWE. Yes, WWE is under us, but they run to our standards now, not their past standards. If I'm like somebody in TKO who's trying to, you know, stop a PR fire and disaster, which is occurring currently at the moment, that's a statement that you bring out to your employees. We have these protections that are already in place and that we are going to continue to abide by them. You may even also offer up if you know of something right now, you can come to us confidentially or here's a confidential line where you can report it to us and we can investigate it, things like that. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting how this is handled on all levels of that company uh, with the town as well, because events is actually very much so removed what's on TV. It looks like it's very much removed from it as, you know, right now. You just kind of have to, you know, obviously reassure your performers that this, like this will have no effect on what's going on. Like Vince is on the board. He's not on day-to-day -day operations. And you kind of have to start that natural separation, especially with the people who are working there. What happens to Vince will not, you have to ensure what happens to Vince will not affect anything that's happening on TV. Mm -hmm. Well, because you remember when he came back and it was like, it went to the dirt sheet. So again, you know, take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But when superstars saw him back there, they were legit upset as it went. Like people were threatening to leave. Like it was like a lot of them saying, you either have him back here or you have us back here because I'm not going to be back here with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's I mean, how they lost Eric Young because Eric Young was supposed to come back and was supposed to reset sanity. Didn't want to be like, there. Nah. He's like, Vince is here. I'll, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Resign with TNA because of it. Um, and Eric Young in this house because mm -mm, you know but yeah it, it, these, this next week or so obviously with one of WWE's biggest events of the year is going to be wildly interesting I will be attending Wrestlemania in Philadelphia as well so depending on the follow for this the Wrestlemania atmosphere will also be pretty wild in and of itself as well oh yeah that air going to be fat <laughs> They're gonna be real thick. I'm gonna be eating cheesesteaks all weekend. <laughs> like Philly fans? Mm, dude, you're gonna I don't think they're gonna let ruin Vince ruin oh, their yeah. mania. I just they don't. won't. They won't. They won't. No, but Philly fans, they will have some chance going on that you will sit there and be like, How the hell are they saying this? What the fuck? 
Oh, don't forget it's WrestleMania. This isn't just the you know the hometown fans. We this is the marks of the marks. This yeah. is the, this is the Mark Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was in that crowd when we cursed out Roman for ten minutes. I was on the floor. I was oh leading the yeah. I was yeah. We got oh. lucky. <laughs> you know, we, we there's if we don't like you, we don't like you. We're ruthless. Oh. Wait, which one was that again? When you guys were cussing him out? When we thought he retired Taker. And then Taker came back for the umpteenth time. That was Orlando. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were switched down there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, they had they, they thought it was a good idea for Roman to come out and face the crowd the day after he... Might have retired the Undertaker. Oh, they ate him up. That that one that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I got I got calls from my friends, and they were like, "Fuck you, Roman, seriously." And I was like, "What do you want me to do?" <laughs> like, y'all were real rough on Roman. It wasn't his fault. He just did what he was told. Because uh, I was <laughs> went into Mark mode and started doing it too. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Because you know we, how big of a Taker fan I am. Yeah, we 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 were hurt. We were hurt. I was a huge Taker fan too. That's my that was my favorite wrestler growing up. So I cried. It was, it was painful. <laughs> it was painful to watch. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's very it's very scary with this with this Vince thing because you know how how deep down does this well go? Who knows what when did it happen? That's I'm what hoping I'm, that that's it was just about. the guys that were there, and it's not the guys that. That are in charge now. I'm praying. You would hope, yes. I am hoping and praying that it was just, you know, Vince's guys and they slowly but surely got them out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I don't think I would be able to take it if Triple H was one of those guys. I would be severely hurt. Listen, there is a lot of people who you're going to have to question because you said Brock was involved. Everybody knows Rock is a Vince boy. Yeah, honestly, take I Vince feel boy. like the people I don't like are have always been like Vince guy. So it's like I feel like it's not going to be anyone I'm like very um hard pressed or set upset about. Um, I do think, and this is just my assumption. I'm gonna say allegedly, um. I do honestly think this is some of the reason why um, Steph probably resigned the way she did mm. when he came back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think they looked into it because apparently, and this is what I've um, seen a couple places that her and Hunter were part of the investigation committee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think they found some shit out and she was probably like, you know, I'm not trying to be around this man. That would make sense. I'm going to take my butt home. Yeah, that I mean, Vince... I think her, I think probably her and Hunter was probably like, one of us has to stay here to mm -hmm. see this fair. to see this through. And if he tries to come back, we need to not have him in there. Or try to, you know, like get things in a row to really get him out of there. And I think he was probably, she was probably like, you know what, you have a lot going on, especially with the creatives. I'll stay home. Mm -hmm. it, 
it's it's hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird things that Vince I really kind of wiggled really his way think... back into power. Yeah. Yes. Including but... firing of two board members so that he can get, regain control. Yeah, and then replacing them with these other two. I was like, "Just randos." I was like, "Okay." No, the quote they from re- they finagled that board, but the people that were on it, and the way that that whole thing went down. When I was reading about it, I was like, "That don't even sound. That don't even look legal." It's it, uh it's, cor- it's, it's it's a very high end version of corruption. Uh. It said in Star Wars once, this is how democracy dies to the sound of thunderous applause. Um, you know, with, with that being said, you know, especially like you said, Nicole, with the people who might know of it and still might be around. You know who else is a Vince boy that no one really talks about because he has such goodwill and a lot of bright colored shirts? John Cena's a Vince guy, too. Oh, God. Oh, Please not. It is a possibility. It is a possibility. It is a possibility. She I don't like to. I don't like to use people's pain and trauma as a gotcha because I think that's fucking disgusting. But I have said it for. I do not like that man. She said it for. I've never liked that man. Something has never, ever, ever, ever sat right with me about him. Shape of his head for me. <laughs> and people have almost like, oh, you're a hater. I said, especially and the real red flags is because I used to love total divas. Oh, and, I know what you're talking about. And season one and two. Relates yeah. very and the contract thing. I oh, said yeah. no. I said, this is weird. Remember when they did total was a total and, bellas and she was living with him and they had the all those random ass rules. He had her literally sign a contract. Yeah, the cohabitation agreement. I remember. I'm like, what? I said, no regular man does. And they were like, well, he just likes to have. I said, yeah, there's, you know, ever we all like to have our things like a certain way and blah, blah, blah. But he dead ass made this grown woman. sign like she couldn't do this i couldn't do that and i always thought i said that is so weird and some that is such so many red flags yeah. you remind me of michael jordan actually really that reminded me of michael jordan and i thought in hindsight especially when i watched um watched the last dance documentary because you know he was so controlling he literally would be like for his um other examples, like you know, for Dennis, obviously Dennis Rodman was, you know, run around, do whatever, but he always had to know where everybody was at and what everyone was doing. It's like yeah, these I... people was are grown, like, what are you doing? These people's grown men. Nobody's worth saying nothing to you about you being in the casino. Well, that's because he's then, Michael Jordan. And then that's asked him. what and I was like, who and I remember because I think I started watching um Total Divas again like a little bit after that. And I was like, this reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched, I said, Oh my god, this reminds me of Jordan. I was like, that weird. And it's like, I don't know if it's something that has to do with someone being that good at their craft and that controlling, but I was like, that man is I said, something isn't right. I can't I really... explain Cena, but I can explain Jordan's mentality because I do follow sports and stuff. When you're that big in the athlete perspective, 
he's like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. When your team loses, your team doesn't lose. Jordan lost. Tom Brady mm-hmm. lost. Peyton mm-hmm. Manning lost. It wasn't Dennis Robin that caused the game, unless he legitimately caused the game, which Dennis Robin never did. Um, so it there is like there's a there's a pressure in of it. It with John Cena, it's a little different. There is like everybody the the jig is up with wrestling <laughs> you know what i mean so like yeah. his you know his that behavior was also very concerning like the contracts he i think i remember one episode he was he got upset at her because she put her dirty clothes in the wrong laundry hamper are you he have ocd yeah yeah, he was like he he had a hamper for like gym clothes. He had a hamper for regular clothes, and she she mixed them up, and he had to remind her, uh, you know. But there there is th- that behavior. One is, of them was something yeah. like she cooked dinner. What was it? And he got mad that she used something in the kitchen. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a crazy thing. So yeah, Cena could be. A part of the people in the know that are close to Vince in his inner circle. Not many people get access to Vince. Yeah. Half the things about this too. There are probably people who have been dead and gone for a really long time that were part of that inner circle too. But mm-hmm. fortunately, we can't pull proof of that. But I could I could probably think of a name that definitely would get involved with it. And I know he would snitch on Vince fast as shit to save his own ass. Well, one of them still alive, if you ask me. Well, I, yeah, so I, I just hope. want to see who snitches on who first. <laughs> because no, that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Gonna be trying their own asses. Everyone's gonna be like, "Let me tell you something, brother. I never yeah, did that." There it is. There it is. There it is. When we were doing the McGillicuddy steroids, I told Vince, brother, stop. Stop. Leave those girls alone. I had to do it. I I just, I I had to laugh about something. You know, he's gearing to go on to some some podcast. He's gearing himself up. Oh, no, he he can't. They're, They're too entrenched with each other. I mean, it'll it'll end up being a cold war between between Vince and the Hulkster. I mean, Hulk can't even walk, and he's still trying to think he's going to show up at the Rumble. Oh God! Iron Sheik, the comeback from the dead, because he will kill on everybody. Oh my God! I miss his tweets Honestly, in the morning. Oh, I know. Iron oh, Sheik oh. Twitter would be fantastic oh. right now. I love it. Iron Sheik Twitter would be absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. At, at this point in time, oh, I miss um, his tweets in the morning. I do. I used to get yeah. it every morning. There's something that's <laughs> been percolating in my mind too, as well, because we 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 talked a lot about how could someone do this to another person, assuming that they feel like there's another person. I was recently listening to uh, a podcast or an old interview from Mike the Miz Mizanin, um, and he was talking about the time when he came out and impersonated The Rock. He came out as he came out dressed up as The Rock during The Rock's run against Cena and all of that stuff. And how he thought in his mind that no one would believe that he was The Rock. Like he, they had him in the skull cap and all. He actually did a pretty good rock impression and everything. 
anything like that. And Vince was giving him instructions because Vince was in Gorilla saying, wait, 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 and then go out there. And The Miz talks about how he was so surprised that everybody bought it. He, the segment was over, blah, blah. He went back. Vince told him specifically, and it's very telling now. He goes, I told you, I told you. They wanted to, they wanted to believe what they wanted to believe. They wanted to believe that you were the rock. And so they did. Vince has a level of intelligence of someone who knows how to manipulate a crowd pro wrestling is psychological manipulation. We're manipulating the audience into suspending your disbelief. That is a level of intelligence that you need to be able to pull that off as a producer, as a writer, as a performer, especially in front of the camera and behind the camera. You have to do certain things. You have to act a certain way. You have to say certain things to get somebody to spend their disbelief. Vince has a high level of intelligence in that subject matter. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for years. Unfortunately, he used that level of intelligence, that level of manipulation outside of the product he was producing and onto other people. And he looks at life like a game, like it's a TV show. Correct. And he believes that he is the character Vince McMahon, so he operates They think that, that they're way. playing Monopoly Go. They have no concept. That is, it's almost, yeah. okay, so that Actually, reminds me of somebody else. Me. It reminds me of Ronald Isley. So a while back, I, I got into a deep dive of Ronald Isley and the Isley Brothers. That is time. so random, Tiffany. Dude, is, now, I, I, now I have I Contagious stuck in my YouTube. head. No, I was on YouTube and I happened to come across a story about, um, oh God, what was his name? Bobby Womack. And I, mm. my dad told me the story about Bobby Womack, so I knew about his bullshit. But um, <laughs> the next story was Ronald Isley's. And I sat there and I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to this. And they told the story about how he was in the group. And after the Isley brothers broke up, it was just him and his brother for a while. And then he got hooked up with R. Kelly. So R. Kelly started writing and producing a lot of his music when the new version of the Isley brothers and Ronald Isley formed. So you have to think around the time that Download came out was the birth of Mr. Biggs. Okay. Mm -hmm. He began to embody Mr. Biggs. That began to become who he was. He no longer was Ronald Isley. He was Mr. Biggs. He operated that way to a point where he would intervene on R. Kelly's behalf when there were things, when it came to the women he was around, um, how they facilitated his deals with money because you remember R. Kelly cannot read. He can't write. So the way that he does things, it's everything is structured so that he can get it done in in, in his own unique way because he he can't he can't read or write. So Mr. Biggs, aka Ronald Isley, would intervene on his behalf and renegotiate things or change things and he would operate as if he was a gangster style mobster he wasn't operating like he would move like a character like he was mm -hmm. in a movie 
You never the got way, out of the character. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like with Vince, like his character on TV, that is how he's operating. He's not operating as himself because I don't think he really has any true value in himself, if we're being fair. I don't think he... I don't think he has a lot of respect for himself or has a um I don't think he really loves himself. Oh no, so, he does. He's a narcissist. I you know, like I'll go out and say it. He loves himself. That character is everything. Mm -hmm. So he but uses that persona all day, every day. The best it's characters are your personalities times ten thousand. Vince is a narcissist. Vince loves himself. It's not that he doesn't have respect for himself. He he, he loves himself a little bit too much. That's why he thinks he can get away with things. He is holy right now. He it's a god complex. I say yes and no to that because Ricky, you said earlier he sees himself as the alpha male, right? Mm -hmm. Fortunately, alpha males, well, not unfortunately, but the whole alpha male thing <laughs> is fake because the man who termed it was studying wolves, but he was studying wolves that had been domesticated, like they were not in the wild. They were living in like zoos or rescue areas or something like that where you know they were determined you know who is the head but in real and the wild wolves don't act like that so the term alpha male doesn't really ex shouldn't really exist but from what i've seen of little boys who call themselves alpha males like your andrew tates and all them dumbasses they seem so insecure about mm -hmm. themselves that they want to lash out at people like all these alpha males. They, they want these traditions. Like I saw this video today and it made sense. All these alpha males want the so-called like traditional woman. Right. Gross. But the traditional woman. Don't sorry. Want so gross. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just like alpha male. It, it, they, he, he broke it down, but basically what he was just saying was that, Alpha males internally hate themselves yes. or whatever because they see it's like, oh, their nose is too big or they have some extra weight that they're carrying around. Or I saw one guy say that he was, um, he didn't like showing off his calves, that he was thinking of getting cat implants to improve the look of his legs. But meanwhile, if he saw a woman who he deemed was overweight wearing shorts, he would knock her down, starting with her calves and working way up. And I think it's that Vince is insecure of himself. And it goes back to the trauma that he had in his childhood. And he never really was able to get help that he was just surrounded by sycophants who would kiss his ass. Because even nowadays, it is surprising like especially back like when Nicole said in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s incest laws weren't even as like they weren't even around mm -hmm. incest, really, incest really didn't start becoming illegal till the late 60s in a lot of states oh god yeah there is still not a whole lot of laws covering incestual crimes That's some why states are trying to bring it back what? Yeah. There's this one. 
but it's like there was this one documentary of like they're in like Arkansas or like somewhere in the middle of like the U.S., like way deep in the woods, and it's this family that's nothing but incest. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that on YouTube. It was is disturbing to watch. I had to turn it off. and it's just like. But what I was just saying is that there, there's like just they have insecurity, and with him not being able to, as a kid, go and say, "Hey, my mom is doing something to me that she shouldn't be doing, that no parent should be doing to any child, or niece, or nephew, or whoever," and he never got the help for it. He, I really do think he self-loathes himself, and it goes to the narcissistic thing. He hates himself. But he's gonna make himself feel good to like make himself feel better by lashing out at the majority women because if Vince really was as tough as he said he was or he says he is, he'd be going after guys too, not on a sexual manner, but being you know abusive to them, being verbally abusive to him, then being physically. He's only going after women. He's not going after dudes because. Vince could get his ass kicked if he was messing with the wrong guy. Happened to him before. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, and you're right. There is a, there is, within every artist, there is like a, uh, something that they're trying to overcome or something that they're trying to mask. And it's a gross overcompensation by completely doing the opposite. And so they also project, as you mentioned, the pressure of the calves, they'll project their insecurities onto somebody else as a kind of a way to deflect from them. It's not me. It's you. Um, kind you know kind of deal with that so yeah there there is a there is there is a you know on one level of his brain and this psychopathology his love of himself but what is under it what's under the iceberg what's under the visible part of it is a lot of insecurities that he's trying to keep under there so that they don't rise to the top and the only way you do that is you start to overly do everything else and then you start sometimes kind of testing the boundaries because in essence, it's not only Vince proving to other people, but it's also proving to himself, right? That he is, he is that guy. But then it becomes kind of a drug. And you know, if you've ever seen South Park, and when they did, uh, I forgot what it was. They did Heroin Hero. You're you're always kind of trying to sometimes chase a high. It's the because you build up a tolerance. It's a dragon, yeah. Um, you're always trying to build it. You, you build a talent when you go and try to get a higher and higher and higher. So it does kind of have addictive personality um, components to it as well. That's a lot. It is, it, you know, mentally from, you know, this pattern here, Vince is a very mentally unwell person. Well, I wish you nothing but hell. I'm sorry. Um, I generally have no um no remorse or any and I don't, I don't wish you well i can tell you that i, I truly don't oh. um whatever hell you get you earned my friend so anybody else any final thoughts we'll let ricky have the find the last go around on the show and then we'll close out i feel like it i feel like it's, no no you know don't bring it. I feel like just Jerry Spring with some final thoughts. Um, here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts. R.I.P. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a um, good one. A real I'm, good one. I'm gonna try. First and foremost, thank you, ladies, for for having me on 
uh, this show with a with a very difficult topic uh, to talk about. It, it was an honor and it was a pleasure to share uh, this time with you and to get through uh, some very personal things on everybody's hands uh, and, and and discuss this uh, something that affects not only obviously TKO WWE the performers but also Miss um, Grant her loved ones. And someone that we haven't mentioned, you know, Vince has grandkids. Yeah. You know, that probably have a different view of him. And some of his grandkids are about to go to college on a college football scholarship, by the way. Oh, um gosh. you know, uh, and they they there's a lot of questions that are going to be asked within that family. And there's a lot of be a lot of questions that we ourselves personally are gonna ask about the product that we're seeing and the person that we feel that we've known for for such a very long time um wrestling for a lot of people especially in the podcast world has been a place of security at times the place where we can kind of suspend disbelief and get away from the tragedies of our own personal lives or our perceived tragedies of our own personal life a place where we can commune with like-minded people and come together in a place where most people or not most people, but a lot of people have felt safe in, especially being in attendance. It's a place that has had to consistently throughout recent times, let's say in the past 20, 20 some odd years, recent times, look themselves in the mirror. Look at the people that are performing this art, that are, that are creating this art. And we have to ask ourselves, do we still align with this? Is this something that we should still be contributing to and still supporting? And also, if we do decide to do that, how can we make it a better place for everybody? How can we make it a safe and accepting, accepting place for everybody, regardless of race, ethnicity, religion, class, gender, sexual orientation, so on and so forth? In the time that I have been a podcaster and I have been consistently going to wrestling events, uh, several WrestleManias, I have met some wonderful people i've engaged with a lot of amazing diverse individuals all of you three women included i've been able and fortunate enough to see the rise of the female voice in professional wrestling and the future is so much so much female in wrestling and i don't think people have really grasped that just yet um and i am proud of the of where wrestling professional wrestling and the atmosphere and the cultures cultivated has has gone but we still have a long ways to go in order to not repeat the mistakes of the past we have to learn from it we have to recognize that number one they occurred we have to acknowledge it we have to accept that they occur and we have to put in rules and stipulations in place that makes that ensure that this does not happen again. That's the only way that we move on from the past and create a better future. Part of that is holding people accountable. Part of that is defending uh, people who might be in a in a difficult situation um, online with within the arena. If you're performing the event, if you're watching the event, um, and backstage for from other performers, uh, so on and so forth, and calling people out and making sure that they do receive that justice. And if you are aware of somebody who needs help, find places and try to assist your fellow wrestling fan um, 
to get the help and support and services that are needed. There is a national line for people uh, now that are suffering, um, might be suffering a mental crisis that you can always call. It's anonymous. You have things like the Trevor Project. So we do have a lot of LGBTQIA people in the wrestling community as well that also can uh, seek services as well. The resources are there for you. Um, we need to start seeking them out for our fellow wrestling fans, but also us as wrestling fans, as wrestling media, as wrestling podcasters, as wrestling performers, we need to also help our fellow wrestling fans and constituents. And on that note, we say good day to you all. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on our social media. Ricky, you can give out you guys' social and all your information too, and then we'll be out okay yeah let me do that real quick it's a little long as alexis probably knows but ladies and gentlemen this has been king ricky rose of the kings of the rings podcast and also general manager of wrestling radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast network which involves kings of the rings podcast and award nominated uh podcast we have been nominated for the best wrestling podcast of 2024 by the Sports Podcast Awards. If you go to all of our social media at KOTR underscore podcast, you can vote for us. That voting is ending very soon. So please get your vote in as quickly as possible. Um, follow Wrestle Addict Radio at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter because I refuse to call it X, X because Elon Musk is an idiot. Um, and follow <laughs> us also, follow Wrestle Addict Radio at Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else on social media um once again thank you so much down for the count wrestling podcast for having me on it has been a long time coming but i'm very happy i was able to to share this moment with all of you we appreciate you you gave us some insight that um we definitely needed and mm -hmm. um for the most part we were all on the same page and that's all that matters to me and i like the fact that you actually listened to us you heard us there wasn't any mansplaining and I didn't have to cuss anybody out today. So it was a good day. <laughs> so everybody who's listening, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys in our next one. We'll make sure we bring Kings of the Ring back or we'll be over there with them at some point this year. We'll make sure that at least one of us or two of us is over there with them at some point this year. And hopefully you guys will keep on listening. So on that note, Oh, no, it'll be something less depressing than this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll make it more entertaining. I promise. All right, we're out of here. <laughs>